Hello and welcome to Falter Ego episode uh, 26. Um, I just wanted to talk about just our lust for spectacle. I um, I do occasionally dip my uh, dip back into Twitter, just you know, just to see <laughs> what what uh, what earth is going on. Um, and it's just, if it, to me, it seems like it's replaced the um, the gladiator sort of lions ripping apart Christians sort of thing. <laughs> that people just, it seems like we just go there to watch awful things happen. Like I just, I was looking at this um, spat unfold between a former employee at Twitter, his name is Hallie, I think, and the handle is I am Heraldo. Um, he seems like a lovely fellow, actually. Um, and Elon Musk. And it seems like Elon Musk has fired him. And, um, but it's just, it's turned as per all things put through Twitter. It's become centrifugally uh, extremified into just the worst version of itself. Um, like, so Hallie is like, dear Elon Musk, nine days ago, the access to my work computer was cut, et cetera, et cetera. Your head of HR is not able to confirm if I'm an employee or not. Well, you, maybe if enough people will retweet, you'll answer me. Uh, Elon Musk has replied, what work have you been doing, Hallie? I would need to break confidentiality to answer this question here. If you have your lawyers share in writing that I can do that, then I'd be happy to discuss that openly. Elon Musk, it's approved. You go ahead. Uh, which is already just like, what is going on? Um, among others, so Hallie replies, among others, I led the effort to save about 500000 on the SAAS contract, whatever that is, supported closing down many others, led prioritization of design projects across the company to make sure we were able to deliver with a small team. I led design crits to help level up design across the company. I was hiring manager for all design roles, worked on efforts to steer the company away from focusing on power users and onto younger users because our user base is aging. And Elon Musk replies, uh, level up from what design to what? Picks or it didn't happen. We haven't hired design roles in four months. What changes did you make to help with the youths? And then he just replies, Musk replies himself, would you say you are a people person? Which seems oddly snarky. So uh, just, you know, this is that, you know, what from what to what? Like, why is this unfolding in public? You know, um, I know Hallie initiated the conversation uh, in full view of everyone. But what's this, you know, it, uh, Elon Musk, you just, just DM the fucker, for fuck's sake. What is this? Oh, yeah. What work have you been doing? Like, why did you reply? What is the, what's the, what is the best possible outcome of this exchange? Either you're going to make this Hallie chap seem like he deserved to be fired, in which case you just sort of like crushed someone publicly, or you're going to come across as an asshole 
in which case you've just engaged in a bit of full view trolling, you know. Anyway, someone then screen caps this conversation and shares it and says, you know, I'm not going to lie. This is the most entertaining exit interview I've ever witnessed. It's like, why, why are you, I mean, firstly, why are you being entertained by this? Why are you even watching this? Why are we, why aren't you looking at a tree? <laughs> and then Elon must reply to that guy screen capping the conversation, at which point, you know, the, what I refer to the human contentipede. I mean, it's just the, everyone's asses is sewn onto the mouth of the previous tweeter and then shit, it's just eating progressively further digested and, and re-shat out pieces of shit. You know, now Elon Musk is replying to a guy who screen-capped one of Elon Musk's own conversations. The reality is that this guy, who is independently wealthy, says Elon Musk, did no actual work. I mean, fuck, you're already opening up yourself to a lot of criticism, did no actual work. Fuck me. All right. Claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevented him from typing. It's like, man, you're really playing in a dangerous space right now. Um, yet was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. Can't say I have a lot of respect for that. Oh, my lordy. Um, and Alex, this chap replies, uh, it's obviously did all middle management work from that exchange, but I personally would not put an ex-employee on blast and force them to prove their worth in front of a hundred million people, which is fair enough. Elon Musk, he was a, and I'll stop reading these out in a sec. He has a prominent active Twitter account and is wealthy. The reason he confronted me in public was to get a big payout. From what I've been told, he's done almost no work for the past four months, middle management or otherwise, despite his claims on what on Twitter defending him. Uh, sorry, despite his claims on Twitter that he did work, it turns out he told HR that he couldn't work because he couldn't type, but was over the same period, typing up a storm on Twitter. Yet there are many people on Twitter defending him. This hurts my faith in humanity. <sighs> this hurts my faith. The whole exchange, Twitter hurts my faith in humanity. What are you talking about? Anyway, eventually, uh, Halley quote tweets, Elon Musk's reply to the screen grabs of his own conversation and he starts a thread, which is actually very nicely phrased, um, explaining the nuances of his condition, which is muscular dystrophy. Uh, he can type, but in short bursts, but not in long periods, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm not interested in the specifics of it so much, just, but just the... The spectacle of it, the, the the impulse for people to like, oh, this is classic, watch this exchange, you know, and, and the impulse for Elon Musk to reply in the first place. So what did you do? Tell me, you know, leveled up from what to what, pics or it didn't. It's just this aggressive like, ooh, I'm going to get some... I'm going to get some firing content out of this. I mean, are we really so far down the rabbit hole <laughs> we so far devolved now in this world of like spectacle and stuff that you know even people's exit interviews or the nature of how people have got fired has become this could be this could make a good exchange this could make for a hot conversation some good content 
it's just it i just find it remarkable i find it really people just just want why why are we drawn to this stuff i mean the the answer is our brains right I think I mentioned this in another episode. I mean, this is why Twitter is bad for us. Is because, well, for a few reasons. One, it's driven by a popularity principle, right? So not that it's a, an official rule of Twitter, not that it's ever articulated when you sign up, like, hey, the aim on this website is to get retweets, get out there, get out there, get retweets. Your mission. Online space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the US. Starship Twitter. A continuing mission to get as many retweets as possible, annoy strangers from far off countries, to boldly go where no facts have gone before, to annoy complete strangers and call people Nazis and cucks for no reason, to boldly fire someone in front of thousands of strangers who shouldn't have been fired before. Just be a. It would just be a spaceship full of really grumpy idiots. Fuck you! Fucking picture didn't happen. Fuck you, fucking. <laughs> Vaccines actually cause autism. Fire disinformation on the Romulans. Send them blogs. Launch the blogs. Captain. <laughs> the Romulans have bypassed our logic using a WordPress, WordPressBlogspot.com. Quoting a scientist who's not even, who's only a chiropractor, a captain. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Um, by my calculations, Captain. <sighs> Data. Type 3,000 tweets per minute. So it's just, you know, why are we drawn to... The admission is to get out there, get retweets. Our continuing mission is to just... They don't say that's the point of Twitter when you get on there, but it's just like, it is the unspoken, like, get on there. So it's a popularity-driven model, right? And then... Once, once you're, once you realize, once you're in an environment where the goal is to be seen, then the next question is, well, what is it that gets seen the most? Um, and it turns out that what gets seen the most is not calm, placid people pleasantly wishing each other a nice day before getting back into the real world. I mean, Twitter would just... I mean, I know it's in financial trouble already uh, because Elon Musk is <laughs> seems to be running it awfully, but um, it would be it would it would have gone bankrupt a long time ago uh, if people just went on there and tweeted, "Hi, hope everyone has a nice day." All right, back to work. You know, you meet really. I wish you the same. Oh, that's lovely. Thanks. Bye.
It just wouldn't last. Um, but what 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 appeals to the human mind is spectacle. And there's a and again, we've touched touched on this. It's like you know the, we're primed to look for the negative because in the olden days, <laughs> in the days of yore, uh, thousands of years ago, uh, if they're from an evolutionary standpoint, it makes sense. From an evolutionary standpoint, your brain being primed to spot threats and to spot uh, scuffles and danger and fights and things that jack up your sympathetic nervous system, flight or fight. There's a reason for that. Um, because being primed to spot that means you don't get bitten by the spider. You know, you see something that looks like a spider and you ah! and you back away. Um, and then you look again and it's actually just a hanging bit of moss. But that's good, you know. Better that than not to back away and 10 times it's moss and the 11th time it is the deadly spider because then those humans died and didn't pass on their genes. So we've our genes have been handed to us by the most neurotic, scared, <laughs> jumpy humans, um, which is interesting to, to realise that. We're, we're already at a genetic disadvantage <laughs> in today's day and age where everything's generally safe. Um, the fact that we've been designed by scared people, <laughs> the most scared people pass their genes on. Um, that's, that's our genetic heritage fear, right. And, 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 uh, and, uh, a pre-programmed fascination with spectacle. So we love arguments and we love threats and we love, um, we love also love outcasts. We're social creatures. So, you know, if you're in a, a tribe and there's limited resources and someone gets ejected from the tribe or, uh, if there's a controversy, thank goodness it's not you right there, but for the grace of God, you know, so there's also that vibe. There's a bit of, uh, uh, vicarious like relief, you know, oh, thank fuck it's not me. You know, I think there's, I think there's really partly why we like horror films as well. It's like, Oh, it's, it's like, it's, um, it's a trial run of your fear software horror movies, you know, it's like, it's getting to enjoy those uh, primal instincts and uh, systems without actually being in danger. So you get to feel like you're in danger without being in danger. So we love the spectacle. We love test running the software. We love not being the person who's being shamed. And, you know, we've seen this throughout history, you know, throwing tomatoes at people in the street, being in the stocks. Again, that, in group, out group. Ah, yes. Let us throw the tomatoes, darling. <laughs> thank, thank goodness, tis not us. Um, there's a pleasure in seeing the, you know, the controversy unfold. But Twitter is, I mean, the online space generally. And we weren't. Our brains were not ready for this because it's just constant spectacle now all the time and the smallest things that shouldn't be spectacle become so you know hi elon i mean you know hallie personally you know i mean i think if he hasn't been paid for four nine days or whatever it is and he's he would just randomly his computer stopped working and he's now not got access and you don't even know if you've been fired or not um i mean it sounds like what's going on at twitter is just absolute chaos but again i i can't even place faith in that judgment because 
what I'm hearing about Twitter, I'm learning on Twitter where only the worst interpretations will pop to the top because that's what people like. No one's going to share. Actually, at Twitter, it's kind of kind of normal. Well, that's not fun to share. Um, this, this It sounds like it's chaos. If, if I were Hallie, I perhaps wouldn't have gone, hey, Elon. But I suppose drawing it out in public is the only way to get a response from that that man. But, you know, for Elon to respond openly, so what were you doing? You know, pigs who didn't have, what did you improve and how? Would you say you're a people person? Like sarcastic just mock the the default to mockery the default to the worst faith interpretation like we've 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 got a motivation now to have a worst faith interpretation of discussions on twitter because out of that you're more likely to get a rise out of someone you're more likely to generate an argument and you're more likely to generate the thing that gets you the retweets and the dopamine um but it's just the, the being drawn to this. It happened. It's happened so often, hasn't it? We've had the gladiators and just, you know, enjoying seeing Christians getting torn apart by lions, um, <laughs> which I find that is actually just quite remarkable as a moment in human history. Um, can't we? Is there not a good, like, renovation show we can watch, darling, for entertainment, you know, where they they find a run-down Colosseum and they've got a week's challenge to do up the Colosseum and, you know, <laughs> there are angry builders and old uh, Benedictus from, from the Brick Lane Company gets really angry with the owners and is there nothing like that we can observe? No, no, it's it's... It's Christian flaying this evening, darling. You know it's you know it's my turn. <laughs> That's like arguing over the remote. No, no, it's definitely we're all taking the family out for a jolly good lion tearing a Christian to bits. But we just the spectacle of it, you know? The arena, gladiatorial combat, witch hunts, witch burning. Um Judge Judy, <laughs> you know, and Twitter, just this constant. The, prob- the problem with with that model of retweeting of, you know, what everyone is enjoying at the moment, rising to the top because we all share it, and then you s- the algorithm says, well, this tweet's doing really well, is the worst stuff does pop to the top quite often. And we thirst for it and we enjoy watching it. And the, the problem is that it's, it's rare. What the, the problem with the online space is it takes extreme events, unlikely events, rare events, but then it finds all of them for you and curates them for you. Or even if the algorithm doesn't curate it, we curate it. Uh, organically through our retweets and stuff, which is a form of curation. It's like saying, let's, I'm going to push this up to the top. Um, and, you know, it gets thousands of retweets, so everyone's seeing it. So that's a form of curation. But the thing is, the problem with Twitter is it's almost like a Darwinian, a hideous Darwinian system where it's like survival of the fittest. But on Twitter, it's like it's popularity of the worst. And so it takes 
um, conflict and arguments and these sort of extreme exchanges and um, look at this person laying into like flaming this person, you know, and it makes them appear normal and commonplace because and that by by the fact that it's it's taking them and putting them all in one place for you so it's almost like you know trawling for it's trawling for negativity and it's trawling for the worst facets and aspects uh, and our worst impulses it's trawling for those things and putting them all in one place for us repeatedly on an hourly basis there's a new conflict uh, and a new controversy every 10 minutes you know um, but the, 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 the problem with that is the broad generally speaking the human experience is a mundane one our lives are populated by vast tracts of nothing the planet is covered mostly in water like most of the on most of the planet nothing is happening right now right there aren't dolphins firing each other you know there's not a squid that's hasn't been paid for 10 days <laughs> no there's not but i was working on them. too bad um <laughs> I was working on UX design. My UX design. You're fired. I don't know who that's the second person was. The first one was a talking squid. Um, that's not happening. There's not discontinuity. You know, most of the planet is covered in nothing happening. Even in the places that are packed with people, most of it is nothing happening. It's people crossing the streets, people being friendly. Most of my interactions with human beings not even on a daily basis, but on a monthly basis. I would struggle to find a negative interaction with anyone. Most of it's good, right? Um, and there's a karmic aspect to that as well. If you're a grumpy piece of shit, you will obviously find more negative interactions. Well, the world's full of assholes. Well, maybe that's because they're reacting to an asshole. Um, you know, maybe you're putting shitty energy out there and they're reacting to that. Um, if you're nice to everyone if it eventually it flattens out and people are, you just meet nice people and your energy changes and you walk down the street smiling and looking at hi good morning smiling at people um but twitter takes all all of the nothing and makes it seem like awful hilariously bad things are happening look at this this is this is how not to fire someone. Or I didn't need to know that. I know that's how not to fire someone. That's why most people don't fire people like that. He's an exception. This is the problem with Twitter. It shows us the ex exceptions so often that we think it's the rule. And it fucks your brain. It makes you think, hey, well, it's two, there's two processes going on there that are not um, good for us. One is our brain's thirst for threats and danger and outcasts, um, which Twitter satisfies. And that's not good. You don't want that part of your brain stimulated. You want to be in a parasympathetic state 
rest and digest. You want to be calm. We want to meditate. We want to breathe slowly. Seeing these arguments, you get excited. You get jacked up, you know, uh, on stress, cortisol. You get hooked. It's the same reason we love reality TV and why, you know, producers on The Bachelor starve the contestants and feed them alcohol because they know they're going to get an argument because they know we like to see it. So pop culture and the internet is geared towards feeding that part of our brain. It's not good for us, you know. When we're stressed and cortisol jacks up, inflammation goes up, our capacity to various parts of our brain shut down, we become, we become very egotistical, we see seeing ourselves as, you know, interconnected in one and we become selfish. Um, so you will see that exchange between Elon Musk and that person. And while you think it's entertaining, you're walking away from that now um, a bit more selfish than you were before. And that's not good. We don't need more of that. Um and the other, what is it? What was the other thing I was saying? Yes, the, so one is it's feeding that part of our brain that's, that's making us, that we're addicted to, which is stress and spectacle and whatnot. And the other thing it's doing is it's presenting a negative view of the world as if it's normal. It's taking, you know, again, when people say, here's how not to fire someone, I know. So don't, like, I know that's now not, because nobody does fire like that, someone like that. So why? So we know that. I don't need to see a bad example of something to know, to be able to enjoy my life, you know. Here's how not to drive. And it's, you know, a video clip of someone like running over a fucking dog. I didn't need to see that. I didn't need that in my day. We all know how to, yeah. Um, it's, it's presenting a negative view of the world. And so what that does is it, is it also makes us... Um, negative uh, as as people i mean i I discussed i think in episode two or three of this uh you know months and months ago uh, the book humankind by rutger bregman which is a great book and it describes how you know the news is essentially bad for us because it's not the news it doesn't tell us all the wonderful things that are happening it just says here's all the shit we took all of the heat we took the entirety of the human experience and filtered it down to the shit bits for you. And that's going to be what you think's going on today. And that's your perception of the world. And when you start to have, when you, all you ingest is that when the only message you're metabolizing is that human beings are fucked, you become negative, pessimistic, and then you treat people uh, worse because you can't help it because you've been put into that shitty flight or fight. Um, frame of mind and you're out for number one. Oh, the world's dangerous. Well, then I've got to protect myself. Um, we don't need it. We don't need the stimulation and we don't need the the message that bad things are happening all the time, you know? Um, but we're drawn to it. And that's why, you know, that those tweets that I was talking about earlier, they've, they've you know, they've blown up. Wait a They've got a virus, as the they caught a virus, as the kids say. It's gone all virally. 
It's all it's just spreading like the goddamn god the like the goddamn pox. Uh, back in my day, the, uh, the polio lost a couple of limbs. Um, it's gone viral. Those tweets are huge because we're all like, yes, fucking yes. Look at this. Look at this disaster that I can, you know. There was an interesting, uh, who said it? I can't even remember now. Um, was it in the Merchants of Truth? Was that the book I read? Or might that it might also have been in um, Humankind? But it said when after nine eleven and the twenty four new news, the twenty four hour news cycle was born. Um, when nine elevens aren't happening, all events will be treated with the same severity and sense of spectacle as nine eleven so that, you know, people will watch and people will be, again, put into that state. So it's not good. It's, um, you know, we, we, we love these spectacles and they are like, they're, they're just like, we're just imbuing them with a sense of occasion as if it is 9-11. Watch this disaster. It's a conversation between two people that should have been private. And now it's turned into a back and forth mean, pithy exchange. They're just with the worst faith interpretations where they're putting each other down. And now Elon Musk's probably going to call them a pedo or something. Um, (laughs) Why isn't there someone calm at the head of Twitter? You know, someone who just decreases the amount of noise in the world. But I suppose, I suppose he's boosting, he's, he's getting more eyeballs on Twitter. So, so it's like he's doing his weirdly somehow he's doing his job um anyway i just wanted to reflect on that i just i saw that and i was like we just you know why is this what filters to the top uh because what we need is more nothing in our day but our brains are hungry for something and twitter keeps serving up that that is just like you know that is just like manna from heaven, isn't it? For the, uh, what is it? For the amygdala, you know, the part of your brain that's responsible for fear and danger. It's like, oh yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Um, our brain doesn't stand a chance. So we need to, we need to do our brain a favor. That's, I think that's, you know, if we're going to take something constructive out of this rather than me just moaning about it. And we have to be aware that our brain is primed to be drawn to this stuff. And if if now if we know that and we're aware of it, we can do things about it. But we you, you, we need vast tracts of nothing in our day because when we're primed by fear and uh, danger and oh my gosh, look at that! Ooh, you know that whatever that feeling is. Ooh, um, your capacity to focus reduces. Your cortisol goes up. You become more egotistical, selfish self-involved, narcissistic, even if you don't realize it, it's, there's, a, there's a building cumulative effect. Um, and it's not good for you, you know, when you're stressed, you know, you lose the capacity to encode short-term memories to long-term memories. Your memory gets fucked. 
So, I mean, Twitter doesn't just fuck your attention span. Twitter and the news cycle, generally, new, like anything, doesn't matter what you're reading, The Guardian, The Australian, you know, Fox News, whatever. I mean, Fox News is a bit more theory than in tone than, than others. But, you know, what doesn't matter, they're all like, this is bad, this shit's happening. All of it compromises your capacity to focus. It's not, it's not just that the iPhone is bad for your attention span in terms of it disrupting your attention, like, cause you pick it up and stop what you're doing. It's also what you're reading on there is bad for your attention span because it's fear and it's stimulation or it's excitement. And that compromises your ability to, yeah, focus, to encode, um, short-term memories into long-term memories. I think it's the hippocampus that does that, but you that's, that's not getting its, uh, it's not getting, it's not getting what it wants. It's not getting it. The hippocampus isn't getting its time center stage, you know? It's also why you shouldn't look at your phone, especially look at social media before bed because bed and sleep is when a lot of memories from the day get encoded into long-term memory. And you're fucking that by looking at your phone before bed, especially anything scary. I mean, look at, I don't know, a video of a forest or something, a meditation video or something, but not, Twitter, not arguments, not smackdowns and put downs and hot takes and all of this. We don't need it. It's not, it's actually the opposite of what the human needs. Um, it's not just, yeah, phone, but phones are just like books. We used to read books before. No, they're not. They're just not. That argument's dead. Sorry. There's, there's no science that's just like, yeah, phones are fine. Just like books, they're a whole new entity and they're bad for us. So what can we do to counter that? Well, um, obviously look at it less. Put on some uh, put on some really conservative time limits. You know how you can do time limits on your phone for apps? I, some people are like, yeah, I've just put mine on like three hours. What? Why do you, what, what do you get from three hours of Twitter that is any, that is two hours and 50 minutes better than just having it for 10 minutes? What do you mean? Yeah, let's put a time limit on that app, two hours, three minutes. Just have a fucking look around what's going on. Then put the fucker away. Two hours. Yeah. Only take, uh, only overdose on heroin four times you're having having any overdoses is 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 already the problem you know your relationship with that the fact you're taking the drug i'm only having four overdoses a day just trying to limit myself to four overdoses a day just two hours a day set a time limit on my app two hours a day seven minutes for fuck's sake, what are you talking about? Two hours. Um, I just stare into a nightmare hole <laughs> that rots my brain and is increasing the chance that I'll get dementia when I'm older and makes me more egotistic. But I'm only staring down at two hours a day. Don't stare in the hole at all. Close the fucking hole. Why are you staring into the nightmare hole? <laughs> Why do you have a nightmare hole? <laughs> You went to the Apple store. Yeah, it's the new Nightmare Hole 14 Pro. It only costs $2,000. My, my wife's phone just broke, actually. 
and um, she called me from the Apple store. And I think, you know, it's fine to have an iPhone uh, generally, but you has got to be so fucking careful. She's just like, so what should I get? Because there's the iPhone 14, there's a 14 Pro, there's a 14 Pro Plus or whatever with the extra telephoto camera and the fucking other camera and the... Fucking and it's just like, but the, the the iPhone 14 Pro is 1300 something, but with 250 gigs, it's 1500 something. The Pro, blah blah, and then the two, and then the top one was two thousand dollars. I'm just like, <laughs> two thousand dollars for a nightmare hole. The new iPhone, the new nightmare hole. <laughs> 14. It's just like, I only stare down the nightmare hole. Two hours, seven, why do you have one? Seven minutes of nightmare hole is enough. Um, anyway, that's that's a long train of thought there. But, you know, just, what can we do? Set time limits. I, I wouldn't even trust myself to do that because people do, you know, because even the iPhone says, you've reached your time limit. Do you want to extend or do you want to, you know, there's a button there that says ignore and everyone just <laughs> sets it. They just do it, you know. You should set it and you just can't get around it. Um, there is there is a good app actually called, what's it called? Free? Freedom? Shit, what's it called? Let me out. Have I got it here somewhere? Free. Let me just type it in. Freedom. There's an app called Freedom, which you can also ignore, but it's a lot harder to get around. You have to go into some other settings and stuff. It's a real process. Uh, I would recommend that app, Freedom, to get you off your phone for a while. I wouldn't even trust that. I would turn my phone off and put it in a drawer in another room. Because have you noticed, and I've noticed this, especially because I, I meditate a lot, so I'm quite aware, I trace bodily sensations uh, from my mind into my body quite accurately now. And I've when I started meditating a lot, and try not using my phone. I, I, I felt the moment that the, the tingle went from my brain down my neck, down my shoulder, down my left arm to my hand because the phone was on the table a few feet away. And I saw it and I felt that tingle to say, pick up the phone. Now, isn't that terrifying that my body is just like, oh, yeah, hmm. Come on. So, you know, it's like your phone is lying there in some lingerie or something. Um, hey, big boy, I want to, you know, and it's like, mm. like my body is attracted to my phone. So don't, don't have it anywhere near you. Just check it once in the morning and once at, at midday and once in the evening. And, then, and replying to texts at that pace is fine don't need to reply to people straight away. Um, but yeah, on, on a Friday evening, turn it off, put it in a drawer and take it out on Friday, Monday morning, if you can. I've got a friend, one of my, my brother-in-law, I think he said he deletes um, Instagram, Twitter, and something else, Facebook on Friday evening. And he reinstalls them on Monday morning. So he has the whole weekend. Or does he do it the other way around so he can work properly? He deletes them all on Monday morning 
and reinstalls them on Friday evening. And the all, I think these days, because it's in the cloud or whatever, you download it again and it's ready to go. You don't have to re-sign in or anything like that. I think that that's a good idea. I mean, I would do it the other way around so that I have more time at the weekend screen free and to focus on my kid and my own health delete the apps on Friday evening and reinstall them on Monday morning. Don't trust yourself with time limits. You'll just hit the ignore button and don't think you can just turn your phone off and leave it on the table because your body will go, come on. Mm, hello. You know, you'll see it even if it's turned off and then you go, wow, I should turn it on to check. Your mind will trick yourself. That's the horrible thing. Your mind will feed you a line well, again, but then you think it's come and then foist it onto you as if it's like inception. You will think you had the idea yourself. Well, I should check. I should turn my phone back on in case there's an email from work. You didn't think that. The, 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 your subconscious provided that line for you, like some sort of pickup artist's training course. Here's how to pick up women, here's how to trick your own mind. Your mind has been on a pickup course, <clears throat> but specifically how to pick up phones. Hey, that's quite good. It's not a bad idea for a sketch. Um, you didn't come up with it. You, and you know, even as you're telling yourself, persuading yourself, I should just check. Didn't get any work emails uh, over the weekend. Oh, there's Facebook. Just Facebook for a bit. You know, as you're telling yourself that bullshit line about work emails that secretly you're actually wanting to check whatsapp and instagram and all the other stuff we've got to get off you got to get off the nightmare hole uh do what i did spend 50 dollars on a shit phone <laughs> that barely does anything so that's the surefire way to get around it all anyway i saw the spectacle and I think also because I'm doing my psychology degree and um, just learning about how the amygdala and, you know, addiction to fear and that, you know, we have all these, we still have the lizard brain uh, as part of, our, you know, the primitive brain has not evolved away. We still have it, but also the, you know, the other, the other stuff that's grown around it, uh, as we've evolved, but the, the shit, the old part is still there ticking away. And that's, I think Twitter's largely bases its entire success on the lizard brain. Wouldn't exist without it. If we'd learned to exist without fear, uh, and said cooperation and oneness and, and love to, you know, if that, if that was all that existed in our brains, Twitter wouldn't exist, but I saw the spectacle made me think about all this stuff and I wanted to comment on it and um, just reassert my <laughs> ongoing manifesto of just just get that phone as far away from you as possible for as long a period as you can as possible. Because it's what on what's on there isn't reality. It's not true. There aren't arguments and death and destruction all the time. Most of the planet is covered in a water and then on the land bits mostly nothing and then in the even smaller bits that have people in them most people are getting along you don't hear about that enough but most people are lovely most people are getting along most people are helping each other helping each other most people are lending each other 
a hammer or a cup of sugar or helping them move house or doing a good deed or going to bed cuddling their child or um, making their loved one's favorite meal, you know? The planet is good um, and Twitter doesn't show us that really. The news doesn't show us that either. So you've got to put it down. It's not good for you. You need periods of nothing, staring at nothing, being bored, twiddling your thumbs. When was the last time you twiddled your thumbs rather than used them to scroll? The thumbs, thumb twiddling has been hijacked to thumb scrolling. We need to twiddle our thumbs more and go tumpty tumpty tum. Ah, you know, moments of nothing. Um, anyway, that's enough. That's enough for me now. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And um, yeah, I don't know. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, you can support it on Patreon. Um, starting my next module of my psychology degree, so it's always that always helps. I sometimes feed some of that stuff into the podcast. Um, and if there's any topics you'd like me to talk about, you know, you can always message me. If you're a Patreon subscriber, there's a Discord where you can go. Hey, why don't you talk about this? open to suggestions um I'm on Instagram you can message me there um but yeah you know get in touch keen to hear your thoughts thank you very much bye bye